Welcome everyone to this episode of Key Moments. I want to thank you again for tuning in and providing your feedback. I'm a firm believer that when knowledge is applied, it produces wisdom and there's no limit to where God wants to take you. Actually, there may be a limit and his name is Jesus Christ. Today we're speaking on the topic, is my faith real? How do we know if our faith is real? Well, we are certain that many institutions of higher learning will ask you a similar question as you begin your student life journey, and they should. They will also eat you alive if you go in there with some shallow faith that is simply an idea in your head that lacks experience, relationship, facts, or above all, power. It is okay to question your faith. Sometimes we feel or have been made to feel that we should just believe and that's all. And while I'm not talking about proving our faith or showing the facts of our faith, I am saying it has to mean something to you. Faith is far from irrational, as many will want us to believe. In the contrary, Paul says it is the most rational thing we have or can do to offer ourselves as living sacrifice for this faith. While we respect the research, the experience, the study, the gift that many individuals bring to this world, we're all mere humans. Our understanding of this life is limited to the understanding of our finite minds. So how do I know if my faith is real? Well, the Apostle James writes an angle of this, and here is the verse that I want to leave with you guys today. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? It is found in James chapter 2 verse 1. Real faith expresses itself through love and that's also found in Galatians chapter 5. So the first question I ask us today is, how is our faith being expressed in our relationship with our neighbors, with our church family, with our family members? Well, before I keep going, let's clarify what faith is. Let's talk a little bit about it. When we talk about our Christian faith, we are saying that we have come to believe and put our trust in the good news of Jesus Christ or what we call the gospel message. What is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? That when you and I were yet in our sins and transgressions, the Father sent Jesus, his Son, to take the punishment for our sins that we deserved and to die on the cross and through this sacrifice make us, you and I, right with God. Now that is great news. Jesus took our place and by doing that, he opened the way back to the Father so we can have a relationship with him today. Now that act is called grace. We received forgiveness for our sins by putting our trust in Jesus because it pleased the Father to extend to us this undeserved privilege or unmerited gift. How do you know if your faith is real? It's going to be impossible for you to believe that your faith is real if you have not experienced the forgiveness of your sins. And there's no way to experience forgiveness without repentance. Have you recognized your sins, the nonsense, the wrongdoing, the things that we do that we know are not pleasing to God? Or is this simply a religion to you where we gather for some music, some nice message, and we go home? Do you realize that, yes, God loves us, but he hates sin? 
true repentance followed by putting our faith in Jesus provides forgiveness for our wrongdoing and begins to transform our lives. So if you're asking yourself, how do I know if my faith is real? It is most likely because you have yet to experience transformation in your life. If someone comes to you with a million dollars and then you try to tell people that someone gave that to you and there's no way to prove it, they will either take your word for it or not believe you. However, because you have the million dollars in your bank, you don't care what other people say. I wouldn't. You know someone gave you that million dollars. Same with Jesus. When he comes to you, it doesn't matter what others say. You know that he came. And what he brings is worth much more than a million bucks and you know it. Why are Christians all over the world willing to die for their faith? They have experienced the transformation power of the cross. They have experienced the gospel of Jesus Christ. They have felt the joy of their salvation. And this joy gives them hope and strength to lay their lives down for our Lord and our Savior. Friends, these are not times to be wondering, is my faith real or not? Let's get moving. He is coming soon. Here are some basic steps you can take today to stop doubting your faith. Read scriptures and apply what you can understand right away. The word of God transforms our hearts. If you have a problem with someone and just can't get yourself to mend that relationship, bring it to God. Watch how he changes your heart from not wanting to forgive to actually loving that person like you never thought you could. I remember I was about 16 years old and I had, I think I've been sharing with you guys a little bit about how I grew up with my dad and all of that. Maybe not, but I will share in future um, episodes. But about 16 years old, I was living with mom and dad and I remember um, because my dad had left uh, the country when I was two years old. I grew up in Dominican Republic, came back when I was eight years old. And then we saw him after that because of the immigration status. We saw him maybe a month uh, every year until we were, until I was 14, that we came to America and we were finally together. But by the age of 16, when we were living together, I didn't really know my dad because I did not really grow up with him. Um, so my mom was a lot more flexible than my dad was, military man, very strict. So I remember there were these feelings that started to want to take my heart. I, I remember it vividly. I was in my room and I was just angry and mad and my dad almost started to, um, almost a desire of not wanting to like him. <laughs> and I stopped and at 16 years old, I remember um, in, my, in my shallow faith asking God, Lord, please, don't let my heart, anything grow in my heart that is against my dad. Don't, don't, don't let me not love my dad. I, I love my dad. I want to like my dad. So Lord, make a change. And I remember it was an instant thing. And it, it wasn't like I was hating my dad. But you could tell that it had, had I not dealt with that, something was going to happen. And I remember God just really taking over my heart because I really, it was a prayer that I really meant. And I saw God just completely change my emotions and, and place my heart towards my, my dad. He's real. So make sure that you apply the word of God. If God says, love your neighbor as you love yourself and you can't love someone, pray about it because he's not asking us to do something in our own strength. He gives us the Holy Spirit who is the one that gives us the ability to obey him. 
Number two, expand your worldview. Start looking at what God is doing worldwide, not just what's happening in your church. God is moving and the church is growing globally. Read stories of those who have died for the faith. Ask yourself, am I willing to die for Jesus? And invite the Holy Spirit to deepen your loyalty, your allegiance to God by taking you deeper in your understanding of the gospel and the God we serve. Sometimes we're limited in our worldview. Some of us have never even been out of the States and we don't know what's going on in the world around us. We think that the issues we have here are like, oh my goodness, crazy, um, just just big issues. When in reality, when we compare them to what other brothers and sisters are going through, my Lord, they are being, like I told you, I think last week, they're, being, they're losing their heads uh, for this very same faith that we have and that we're today still able not not sure how long but today we're still able to worship freely that's not the case everywhere guys it's not the case everywhere so let's expand our worldview let's find out why are other believers like me i'm so shallow in my faith but why are others actually giving their lives for this and walk closer to the holy spirit let him show you uh, deeper things and third find a mentor that you will humbly submit to. God speaks and leads us through his people, guys. No one is perfect. So if every time your mentor says or does something you don't like, you will just get up and get a new one, well, good luck with that. No one is perfect. You're not going to find a perfect mentor. God uses us through our imperfections. And through that, he is showing us humility. He's showing us loyalty. And he's teaching us how to forgive. He's teaching us forgiveness, that we have a relationship with imperfect people. Where He's also teaching us how to trust him through that relationship. So pray for who God wants you to submit to. And stay there until God tells you to. You must learn to submit to become a mature Christian. Philippians 2 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider a robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross. So if Jesus, being God, humbled himself to imperfect humans, right, and submitted himself to imperfect humans, don't you think he's expecting that of us? So remember, faith will express itself through love that shows absolutely no favoritism of people over others. We're going to love everyone the same. Real faith is not just theory to be explained, but transformation to be experienced. Well, that is all today here at Key Moments. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate it. Please continue to follow, share, and comment. We're so excited to continue growing together and encouraging one another. Remember, the day of the Lord is near. It is the day of much darkness, but now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now is your Key Moment.